Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to Live Better with me, Olivia. Thank you so much for joining me today. Whether you're home for the holidays or traveling, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me babble on for a bit and hope that you're enjoying this holiday season. I'm recording this before Christmas because I am currently prepping to head back to the East Coast to visit family, but at this very moment, I'm cozied up by my Christmas tree with a big blanket ready to dive right into today's episode. This is going to be the definition of live better today because we are headed into the new year and I'm going to give you some tips on how to live better in 2024. So this is like the new year, new me, but make it realistic episode. Before we get into all that, let's chat quickly about what it is that's making me live better this week. The first thing is the weather in LA. It is the ideal temps of like 60 to 70 degrees, which means I can walk around outside, wear a sweatshirt, and not sweat to death. It just makes me want to spend more time outdoors during the day and then cozy up at night because it gets like into the low 50s, I would say which is just perfect for wearing like a cute little PJ set, cozying up with a blanket, a Christmas movie, maybe a nice sweet treat, and just getting all the holiday vibes. To go along with the holiday vibes, the other thing that is making me live better right now is my balsam fir candles. I have quite a collection to the point where every time I go to a store and they have a balsam fir candle, I am buying it. I don't care how many I have. They're constantly burning in my house and if it makes you happy, you gotta get it. So currently have one from Target going right now and it just smells perfectly like Christmas and nostalgia. Especially for a girly who grew up with a real Christmas tree that you could just smell in your living room and now has a fake one. Very disappointing, I know, but one day, if and when I own a home, I will be getting a real Christmas tree again. But for now, we are sufficing with the balsam fir candles. I'm sure you have all smelled it. If you have not, are you living under a rock? Please head to your local Target or Trader Joe's, pick some up, start burning them. You will not regret it. Okay, it's time to grab your pens and papers because now we're getting into the real actionable glow up guide for beginning 2024. We're going to break this down into a few different categories, mind, space, and body. Here's how we're going to start the year off on the right track. First things first, get yourself a planner. This is going to keep you organized and on track with daily, weekly, and monthly to-dos, appointments, and social schedules. I am such a planner girly. From day one, back in school, writing down all my assignments, and nothing has changed. As I have grown into adulthood, I have always had a planner, so safe to say I have tested out my fair share of layouts. But my tried and true is the day designer. It has a day-to-day layout and a calendar for each month, so you can add in any important dates, appointments, what have you. The daily page has a place to write down your top three tasks you wanna complete, a general to-do list, and an hourly breakdown so you can visually see your day hour by hour. It also has a daily inspirational quote and a space to write down daily gratitude, so if you aren't into journaling, this is a quick and easy way to put yourself in a positive headspace without needing to write for like 10 to 20 minutes every day. It also comes with a couple sheets of cutie little gold stickers 
that mark down important dates, have little airplanes for when you're traveling, that kind of deal. And this year, I am telling you all to hold myself accountable that I will actually use these stickers. My anxiety brain tells me not to use them and save them for something important, but now I have like three years worth of date designer stickers that I've never used. Not to mention, you can literally buy a pack of their stickers online for $3. So if you are like me and hoard stickers or something like that for a special or important occasion, we're in this together and we're going to work on stopping this bad habit. But anyways, back to the daily to-do list breakdown. I love having a top three and then a blank list for a brain dump in two separate sections because it allows me to get out all the swirling thoughts about all the things I have to get done in the next days, weeks, etc. without overwhelming my daily to-do list. It's much less stressful to say that you have to complete three tasks today than 30 tasks, and you want to ensure at the end of the day that you feel a sense of accomplishment instead of focusing on all the things that you didn't have time to get to on your laundry list of to-dos. This also just helps keep you in line for the day because I don't know about you, but I am someone who will complete half a task and then get bored and jump to something new, which I do not recommend. But if you have the list of three, I find that I want to accomplish those three things. So it helps me focus more on getting those done as opposed to bouncing up and down a huge laundry list and just kind of picking and choosing what I wanna do. I can now focus on what I actually need to get done that day. You can totally keep your to-do list on your phone or computer as well. I tend to use the Notes app to keep track of things for work or when I'm on the go, and I've also dabbled in programs like Asana and Notion to stay organized. I love Asana for work when I check something off, a little like rainbow unicorn flies across the page, and who doesn't want that for motivation? As for Notion, I have seen so many gorgeous templates and people really get their life organized on there. And a goal of mine for 2024 is to become a Notion girly. So if anyone has any tips, any layouts that they like, please let a girl know because I honestly have no idea what I'm doing over there. But honestly, the more places you write things down, the better. So use what works best for you and get that list going. Next, we're vision boarding. This can be done right on Pinterest, or if you're feeling really crafty, you can break out some old magazines, a poster board, and a glue stick. I usually go the Pinterest route and make a new folder where I can put everything I'm manifesting in the new year. So this might include quotes, inspiring images, fashion inspo, what you want your home to look like, or anything else you're working towards or want to maintain in the next year. After rounding up all these images, I like to go to Canva or landing to put them into a collage and make it my background on my computer and my phone. That way, every time I open them up, I'll be reminded of the way I want my life to look like this year and redirect my mind to those manifestations. Not to mention, the vision boards are just like so cute. I love to look at them. They just it's like a pinterest board as soon as you open up your phone or computer so highly recommend i have also seen the girlies get together for a vision board night 
where they all make boards together, talk about their hopes and dreams. Just really girlhood in a nutshell, which I think is also a great idea and can even be more motivating if you're doing it with friends. I feel like you get the creative juices flowing. You're really able to just get to know each other better, get to know yourself better. Plus, then you have a new little piece of decor for you to look at all year long. A few years ago, I stopped making New Year's resolutions and instead focused on New Year's intentions. It's a small change, but it shifts my mindset from having to create and achieve all of these big lofty goals that I probably won't actually accomplish to make more overarching themes and achievable steps and mindsets that I want to carry throughout the year. It helps take the pressure off myself and allows it to be more about the process and the journey rather than the destination. For me, I also think that New Year's goals and resolutions can also sound just very scary and daunting and we want this to be, you know, a silly goofy time. We want it to be fun where we're becoming our best selves, but it doesn't have to be a miserable experience. So I have begun refusing to, you know, put myself into that box where it's like, I want to go to the gym every single day. I want to drink three gallons of water and then lose 10 pounds and this, that, and the other thing, which if that's your vibe and that's what gets you motivated, that is amazing for you. But honestly, that just really turns me off from the task and whatever I'm doing. So instead, we are focusing on making intentions and breaking them down in a way that makes sense. I am definitely someone who will break down my to-do list into smaller tasks. This is for a few reasons. One, I can focus on one step at a time rather than trying to tackle something that's going to stress me out, like I said before. Two, then I give myself more opportunities to check something off my to-do list, which is the truest form of serotonin. Like, I check something off my to-do list and I'm on top of the world. Similarly, we are going to be breaking down our intentions into small actionable steps. So instead of starting off January 1st saying that you're going to go to the gym five days a week and then feeling like a failure when you don't make it all five days, we're going to work up to that goal. So for the first few weeks, months, however long it takes, we're going to go to the gym and move our bodies at least once a week. Once we get that down, we'll move up to two days and so on. You'll feel so proud of yourself for achieving that first step that you'll want to keep going and achieve the next one, as opposed to getting overwhelmed and giving up before you even begin. Because trust me, I have been there, been like, oh my gosh, I'm going to exercise every single day and it's going to be amazing and I'm going to give it my all every day of the week. And at least for me, that's just not realistic things come up, I have to work, I get busy, or I just simply am not feeling it one day, and then I end up falling off the wagon because I'm like, well, if I'm not going to do it every single day, like, I'll just start fresh the next week, and that's just absolutely not the way to look at things at all. So instead, I'm going to focus on moving my body as much as I can without, like, labeling it as anything, So we'll go to the gym once, and even if it's for 20 minutes, that is amazing. You'll still feel proud of yourself that you went, and that is the goal here. 
This is the same with any intention or goal you may be setting for the new year. So if you want to start journaling, maybe you find guided prompts online or get the five minute journal rather than just getting an empty notebook and being like, okay, I'm going to write for 30 minutes a day. That is scary to me. Like I have the five minute journal and to be honest, there are a lot of days where I even struggle to get that done. And so if you're not an avid journaler, (laughs) similarly to me, I recommend doing something like that. And once again, maybe you do it once a week. Maybe you find the prompts online and it takes you five minutes. Just getting into that headspace where as long as you're trying and as long as you're getting to where you're going eventually, it's all about starting that realistic starting point. Like I said, I am not a consistent journaler by any means. I wish I could say that I am. I absolutely love the girls who wake up every morning, brain dump, journal, write down their manifestations every single day. I think that is absolutely amazing, but unfortunately, that is not where I'm at right now. So instead, I am meeting myself where I'm at, taking that pressure off, and I am valuing what I can do. I think taking some time to reflect on the previous year and look ahead at the upcoming one can be very useful when getting to know yourself and helps to better identify your goals and what you want your life to look like. When reflecting on 2023, write out your wins, your favorite memories for the year, what you're grateful for, and what you've learned. If you're anything like me and immediately forget everything that you've ever done, I recommend looking back on your photos from the year to help jog your memory. I love doing this in general, but especially for the end of the year wrap up, just getting to reminisce on everything that you have overcome, every fun trip you've had, every time you got to hang out with friends or have your favorite coffee. It's just really nice and acts as almost like a little scrapbook for yourself. When looking ahead to 2024, think about what you want your life to look like. What is the dream you wear and eat? How does she spend her days? What's her job like? What are her relationships like? Is she making new friends this year? Writing this all down puts these ideas out into the universe and also acts as a year-long reminder of what you're working towards becoming. So you can always flip back, look at this, feel re-inspired, or maybe you look back and you're like, oh my goodness, I am already becoming that girl. I'm already accomplishing so much this year. And if not, that's totally fine. You'll get yourself back on the right track and you'll get going again. One of my personal favorite prompts is writing down what you want to leave behind in 2023 and what you want to take with you in 2024. You may want to leave behind overscheduling yourself and you may want to take with you more moments for self-care in the year ahead. This is also such a good conversation to have with your partner, with a friend, with a group of friends. I've done this in the past, just like at a dinner, and I think it's a great way to not only connect with yourself, but connect with those around you. It is so insightful to just hear about what your friends and loved ones want to take with them and want to leave behind, and it may spark some, you know, internal conversations for you as well. 
Now that we're in the right headspace, it is time to work on our physical space. There is truly nothing better than starting off the week, the month, the year with a clean space. So whether you have your own apartment, home, have your own room, it is time for a deep clean and declutter. I like to keep my Christmas decor up for at least the first few days of January, but that does not mean that we can't still clean up. Once again, we are going to be breaking down this daunting task into more manageable actions. I recommend breaking it down by space. So maybe you focus on your bedroom first, then you move to your closet, your bathroom, your living room, and so on. I'm also someone that loves to clean and organize, but even if you aren't that girl, you can still make it more fun by popping on your favorite playlist, your favorite podcast. I love listening to a podcast or even putting on a YouTube vlog in the background to keep me company, and it also makes me feel just extra productive. Like I'm killing two birds with one stone, like I'm either checking a vlog off my list, which might not sound productive, but I love like being able to check something off of my watch later list. I currently have like 500 videos, I think. So just getting those down makes me feel productive or listening to a podcast. You're either learning something new, you're giggling along with it. It just makes the whole experience a lot more manageable and fun. Starting in the bedroom, there is nothing better than a clean space or clean sheets. So strip your bed and wash your duvet cover. I know you haven't done it lately because neither have I. And put on a fresh set of sheets. Once you've got your washer going, we are moving on to dusting and wiping down surfaces. So this might be your bedside table if you have a desk in your room and any other surface that collects dust. Once my bedroom is done, I also wipe down the bathroom and kitchen countertops, my table, and just, you know, anything and everything. I love getting a good smelling cleaning spray, like a citrus or a seasonal scent, to make things smelling fresh fast. I'll also vacuum and mop in all of those spaces as well. And then going along with the scents theme here, treat yourself to a nice linen or room spray to help refresh your bed your couch and overall space it makes such a difference i feel like because if you're just sitting on your couch and your bed a lot you know it can just get a little not not gross but like it just doesn't like smell like new and adding this little room spray can really make a difference and just kind of elevate your whole space. There are tons of options out there, but I tend to pick up mine when I'm on one of my many Target runs. So currently I have a hearth and hand spray and then the Frenchie, I think is how you pronounce it. Ashley Tisdale's Tis brand, um, the Frenchie Bergamot Mist, I think it smells so good and just like I said really just makes you feel like you're like living large. Along with all these sprays is a good soy candle. Lighting a candle is truly the cherry on top of a clean apartment. It really just ties the whole space together. As I said earlier, my all-time favorite scent is balsam fir and during this time of year I always make sure to have one lit. But obviously, whatever scent you choose should make your space feel like you. 
We're also going to be vacuuming or mopping or both. We're also going to vacuum and mop or Swiffer the floors. I have wood floors in my entire apartment, including the bedroom. So I vacuum up everything I can before going in with my Swiffer or steam mop to get my floor squeaky clean. Now moving on to decluttering. This goes hand in hand with cleaning your space and honestly clearing your mind as well. Having a messy cluttered space can make your life and brain feel chaotic, not to mention getting rid of things that no longer serve you is such an amazing feeling. The biggest area I declutter is my closet. I just finished cleaning it for the millionth time this year and it felt great to get rid of some of the pieces I've been hanging on to but haven't worn in multiple seasons. I even have things that like still have the tag on them and it kills me to get rid of them but also I clearly haven't worn them yet for a reason and I'd rather them go to a better home instead of sitting in my closet collecting dust. The real task here is actually getting the pieces out of your space. So it's time to donate the clothes that have been sitting in your trunk for the past six months and figure out what to do with this new batch as well. I've used Poshmark in the past, which is great for reselling, but to be honest, I'm a lazy girl and it is such a process. You have to take pictures of everything and you upload the pictures, label and price everything. Then you have to go print the labels, go to the UPS store every single time someone orders something. Plus, if something doesn't sell right away, then it's just sitting in your closet, taking up space for months. But if that's your good girl, slay, that is amazing. If you're a lazy girl like me, however, I recommend using ThreadUp. You can order a takeaway bag online and then you just fill it up with everything you're getting rid of, send it back, and they do the rest. It already comes with a label and you only have to go to the post office one time as opposed to running back and forth every single time someone buys something. Obviously with this, they take a bigger chunk of the pay, but it also saves you the headache of all that extra time and energy spent at the post office. And I don't know about you, but no offense to the post office i hate being there it just (laughs) it is not a fun activity for me especially living in the city but you know like i said if that's your jam if you love the post office all all the the better for you i will stay out of your way whatever way you choose to donate or clean out your closet you deserve a wardrobe that makes you feel good You shouldn't have to be searching through all kinds of clothes that you never wear in order to grab the one go-to t-shirt that you have. And I'm saying this for myself too, because I've definitely been there and honestly sometimes continue to stay there. But like I said, we are glowing up this year and that is my goal to have a wardrobe of things that I can pretty much grab anything and I will be moving on to your kitchen because it is time to clean out your fridge. Clear out anything that's expired, wipe down those shelves and drawers, and do a bit of reorganizing. This doesn't have to mean going to the container store and buying a ton of different clear containers. If I had the money, that would absolutely be what I would do because your girl loves a clear bin. But for the girlies on a budget like myself, we are gonna work with what we've got and focus more on grouping like items together. 
So putting veggies in one drawer, fruit in another, dedicating part of a shelf to drinks, that kind of deal. It feels obvious, but getting rid of items that are taking up space and giving everything else a home really does make a difference. It makes it so much easier too to see what you have. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I literally, I don't know, forget I have like soy sauce or something and then go to the store and buy a new bottle and then realize I already have one and that's just taking up time and space and money that frankly I do not have. Once we've created a clean and happy space, we are going to work on a digital declutter. Once again, if you are anything like me, you have a million screenshots on your phone and the download section of your computer is completely out of control. This makes it impossible to find what you actually need and is very overwhelming to look at. So let's start with our phones. We're going to take some time while we're watching TV, walking on a treadmill, and if you're traveling for the holidays, sitting on a plane and going through photos is the absolute best way to kill some time. We are going to delete any duplicates or unnecessary screenshots. I am the queen of screenshotting things and then absolutely never going back and looking at any of them ever again. So I've started transferring things into my notes app. If I take a screenshot of a coffee shop I want to go to, I'll add it to my ongoing list of coffee shops or a list of books I want to read, things I want to buy, any list will do. But instead of having a bunch of random screenshots that I have to search through, I can easily go to a specific topic in my notes app and find exactly what I'm looking for. I can also go through my apps and get rid of anything that is not serving me to free up as much space as possible or even freeing up things within your apps. I use CapCut to edit all my content for Instagram and TikTok. And let me tell you, that takes up space fast. My phone was filling up very quickly the other day. And when I looked into it, it was like all of my gigabytes were dedicated to either my photos or CapCut. And most of the things on CapCut I already had saved in my photos. So it was just taking up double the amount of space. So I got rid of a lot in there and it just freed up so much space that I can now refill with more photos and more CapCut edits. Similarly, for my computer, I am all about making folders. I do this with everything in my finder as well as my bookmark tabs. I first look through all my downloads and see if there's anything I can get rid of right off the bat. So things like, I don't know, once again, a random screenshot of an order or a picture that I needed for a project but no longer need. From there, I start organizing everything I am keeping into folders so I can visually see where everything is without the overwhelming amount of documents and photos immediately stressing me out when I open up my laptop. That's the same thing for things that are on your desktop, especially my work computer. Sometimes it gets a little out of hand. So I like taking everything off of my desktop and putting it into said folders. For my bookmark tabs, I break them down into categories like recipes and places to go so we don't have to sort through an entire bookmark tabs library. It just makes it so much quicker. And then when I need, you know, recipe or what have you, I can quickly click in there and find exactly what I'm looking for. I know we all let emails in our inbox pile up, especially around this time of year. So we're getting to cleaning all of that out. 
It's a super annoying task, but taking time to unsubscribe from emails you signed up for just to get the discount that one time two years ago, (laughs) it'll save you so much time in the long run. If there are emails you want to save, put them into designated folders rather than in your main inbox to keep everything neat and tidy. Having an organized and empty inbox is like having a clean apartment. It takes some effort and some maintenance, but it makes you feel so good. Last but not least is how we are treating our bodies this year, which first of all, always treat it with love because that is what you deserve, but I'm going to give you some actual steps on how to feel your best in 2024. What we put in our bodies matters, but I will never tell you not to have a sweet treat. It's all about balance, baby. I am the sweet treat queen. I will always have a cookie or ice cream, but I'm balancing that out with some food that's good for me as well. Now that we know exactly what's in our fridge, we can start to meal plan and fill our fridges and cabinets with things that are good for our bodies. And hear me out because this is very different than meal prepping, which totally fine if you love to meal prep, but I personally... Having the same chicken and rice bowl four nights in a row and just heating it up, not the vibe for me. I also like to cook, so getting the time to do that each and every evening is something that's very therapeutic and relaxing for me. So the chicken and rice bowls are just not, not going to cut it for me. For meal planning, we are going to find a handful of recipes that are tried and true and maybe even one or two new recipes if we're feeling adventurous. I've definitely been in meal planning ruts before where I make the same exact menu for weeks at a time. So if you're running into that issue, I recommend going on Pinterest to find some new ideas. I am also obsessed with half-baked harvest and save her meals from her site and her Instagram all the time. They are always so delicious. You can do it for drinks. You can do it for lunches, for dinners. She she truly does it all. I don't know how she does it, but I love her for it. I don't know if you just heard my stomach grumbling. Even just talking about half-baked harvest is apparently making me hungry for one of her meals. The other place I look for for inspo is HelloFresh or other meal planning kits. I've saved all of our recipes from these kits into a big binder, so when I need meal ideas, I can flip through and find meals I know I'll like. Once you've planned out your meals for the week, you've got to make a shopping list for all the ingredients and anything else you may need to stock up on like fruits, veggies, snacks, all that good stuff. Gone are the days of going into the grocery store with no meals in mind. You just randomly start putting things in your cart, only to realize that when you get home, the ingredients don't really actually make anything. Planning ahead like this makes the grocery shopping less of a stressor, allows for less food waste, less trips to the grocery store, and less time figuring out what you're gonna have for dinner. There is truly nothing worse than sitting by yourself or with your partner and like debating what you're going to have for dinner and figuring that out i i like to already know or even if you like want to switch it up and you say monday we're supposed to have tacos but i'm feeling our spaghetti dinner instead then you can just switch it up you already have the ingredients and you can have anything you want from your weekly menu not to mention you'll be saving money by not buying a bunch of food you'll never get around to actually eating so now that we're fueling our bodies this year we are also going to be moving our bodies 
I know it can be hard if you work at a desk all day to find the time or motivation to get up, but you know, once you do it, you'll immediately feel better. And I hate to be the bearer of that bad news. I love to lay. I love to sit. And I also am, you know, mentally ill. So getting up and moving does unfortunately help. I'm saying this as a friend. We're going to get through it together. And trust me, I'm not saying we need to be waking up at 5 a.m. and going to do a HIT class six days a week. I am just emphasizing the importance of movement. So whether that be a 5 to 10 minute stretch at the beginning or end of the day, a 20 minute yoga practice, a walk around the block, or something more intense like a spin class or weightlifting, we are prioritizing our health and wellness. And like I said earlier, even if it's just once a week, even if you're just, you know, taking a couple laps around the apartment, we're just getting our bodies moving and letting them know that we care about them. Last but not least, you are deserving of such a treat after completing all of these tasks. Even completing one of the tasks, you still deserve a treat. So we are taking some time for self-care. Book yourself the hair appointment, get your nails done, go to your favorite coffee shop, read a book, take a bath, or lay on your couch watching movies all day. Do whatever it is that makes you feel your best because you have earned it. There is nothing wrong with taking time to rest and there is nothing wrong with feeling better after getting your hair and nails done. I know I feel much more put together when I get my hair and nails done and not that I do it frequently, but when I do, I feel like I can handle anything. And that's exactly how I want you to feel going into 2024. Okay, we have finally come to the end of our new year reset after focusing on our mind, body, and space. I hope that you implement these steps into your 2024 so we can all glow up for the new year together. Head over to Instagram and let me know what your new year's intentions are. Share this episode on your story and tag me at livebetterpod and olivia underscore madera so i can give you some love and don't forget to follow me and subscribe so you never miss a thing i really appreciate you listening to this episode i can't wait to make more in the new year and i hope that you'll be along with me it has been so amazing so far and i really appreciate you all listening i already said that but i appreciate it twice I hope that you are having the happiest of holidays, are taking some time to rest and recharge before the new year, and I can't wait to glow up with you. I love you so much, and I'll see you all next Thursday. Bye!